Welcome to the Courageous Worth Podcast. I'm your host, Empowerment Coach, Ashley Baxter. Every Tuesday, I bring you interviews with inspiring guests, and every Thursday, I share a little message with tips to help you live with courageous worth because you are valuable and desperately needed in this world. Hey, it's Ashley. I want to let you know that after this week, the show will be on a break until February. This will allow me time to practice some extra self-care and also work on some projects I have in store for you for 2021. But please stay connected with me during these next two months on social media or by being part of the book club. Today on the show, I have Yvonne Evelyn, who goes by Eve. Eve has a background in fashion design, visual design, and business management. She's a creator of The Fancy Minimalist, a micro movement that she began in May 2020. Her mission is to help and guide people by encouraging mindset work on their journey towards minimalism. I'm here with my friend Eve. Eve and I met, we both use the same email provider, (laughs) which might not sound exciting to other people if you (laughs) aren't in the world of blogging or your own business, but it is a very important thing that you have to think about. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And it was so fun. Like I just, that's one of my favorite things about being entrepreneurs is that you form these connections and relationships. And it was, you were asking for people's thoughts on a question and I direct messaged you and we just built this relationship and really enjoyed each other. (laughs) Yes, yes, it's it's true. I really, really enjoyed it. I was like, okay, who's this girl now? (laughs) No, but no, I'm so thankful to cross path. I love it so much. Thank you. Absolutely. And and right now I am in North Carolina in the United States and you are in Germany and Europe. But that's not where you're originally from. No, no. I come from Indonesia originally and I moved here. Oh, hang on a second. Eight years ago. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I'm so curious because I live by the beach and you, mm-hmm. <laughs> Germany and Indonesia are very different in regards to landscape. How has that been for you? Um, you know, it's uh, funny enough. When I was a kid in Indonesia, I used to live like five minutes walk to the beach. And um, <laughs> there is a huge tree. And I used to go there as a kid and read my book. And sometimes I fell asleep and my mom needed to come look after me. You know, and then just kind of like kick my 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 feet and like, hey, don't you have a home? <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> but yeah, I love the beach so much. And um, actually, it didn't occur to me that much when I decided to move to Germany. You know, um, I love it. I love it here as well. It's completely different. Um, for the first time, I live in Four Seasons country. Mm which is quite exciting. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because in Indonesia, we only have, we only have summer or, well, yeah, one season only. Yeah. Never change. Well, <laughs> actually two seasons, but you know, the raining time is also as hot as the normal time. So. Yeah. Just, you can't enjoy it as much. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. It's, it's, it was, um, uh, well, how do you call it? Adventurous. Yes. Let's say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. We, I mean, I where I live, we get a little bit of the four seasons. It's 
we get a lot of summer and a and summer mm-hmm. spring, but it's it's hard because it the spring and the fall can happen really quickly, and we have so many uh, trees here, and I wish fall lasts a long time. And yeah. then when winter gets here, it's not as it, it. I would love winter if it snowed here, and we might get a snow yeah. once in a while or a little flurry. So it, mm. instead, it's usually just yeah, just wet and cold. <laughs> Yeah, also in Germany for a couple of years already. So we don't really have like the white Christmas. Right. We don't have really great much. Christmas markets, right? Isn't that one of the Yeah, things? absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's lovely. It's it is one of the most most favorite most favorite things of mine in winter. Oh, I love that. Well, I'm gonna be looking uh, forward to you taking pictures and sharing them on social media so the rest uh, of us can enjoy them. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe I will. <laughs> I don't, I don't that much, but um, yeah, maybe this time I really will. Yeah. Let's see if we have snow this winter. Oh, I would be so looking forward to it. Oh, well, and one thing I loved finding out about you is that you have adopted two orangutans and then mm-hmm. I believe you were adopting a third one around your birthday, which you just had. Yeah, I'm actually planning to adopt uh, the third one this month, but I'm still, I, I have to look which one first. Oh, so but what's that I process think, like? Well, you know, you just, uh, you, they have a website. So this uh, sanctuary, they have a website. They are great, by the way. Um, they have been, uh, I think they have been doing this since the 80s. So it's, um, and it, this is really one of the calls that I also uh, support a lot because I originally come from Borneo. And, um, yeah, so it, it really, it really speaks to me. And, um, well, the first time when I adopt, I, I had to write them an email, but now they have like this whole website where you can see, you go to the donations or the adoptions uh, sections, and then you can see a couple of orangutans that you can adopt. I love that. So, yeah, so it's, it's really, I, I already was looking at it already and I was like I want to adopt all of them (laughs) (laughs) yeah but um yeah so let's see maybe maybe I'm lucky this uh, this time this year again and to be able to adopt one of them and to to um support the uh the foundation it's called the boss foundation it's Borneo Orangutan Survival Foundation so that's wonderful. I love that you do that. Yeah, I love it too. <laughs> you are the creator of the Fancy Minimalist. What mm-hmm. does the Fancy Minimalist do and who do you help? Well, honestly, Fancy Minimalist is really for everybody. You know, um, everybody who wants to start their own minimalist version of lifestyle because minimalism is is different for everybody, right? And um, if they want to create their own minimalist lifestyle that it just goes beyond, you know, just the decluttering, the Mary condoing your possessions, <laughs> and really focus first and foremost on the mindset before you actually begin the actual journey. Um, those are the kind of people that I would love to help and nurture and guide. So I created the Fancy Minimalist um, simply because. I had the experience of um, doing it myself around five to six years ago. And I didn't focus on the mindset first. So I just read this Marie Kondo book. You know, I was I was in Asia for three months. And um, one day I was bored and I thought, okay, I need a new book. 
And I thought, okay, what is all about this Marie Kondo? Why is it so hype? Why do people leave job because of this or divorcing their husbands? <laughs> you know? And I was like, yeah, I was very curious. And um, it gave me a new perspective. And I couldn't wait to come to Germany um, after that, after being three months in Asia. And the first thing I did, I just get rid of almost 90% of my wardrobe content. Right. You know, so I just, I was so pumped and I get rid of it. And, you know, after six months later, it's even damn fuller than it used to be. So <laughs> I was like, how the hell did it happen? You know, I was, um, really, it was, it was confusing to yeah. me. And um, after some years and, you know, with all of the process and everything that I try to well, not perfect it, but try to figure out what works for me, what's not, um, you know, seeking info- informations and inspirations from, well, um, the other minimalists out there. You know, I love my minimalist boys and Joshua Becker is also um, absolutely fantastic. And uh, Courtney Kalfa is also one of the ones that I followed. Um and I thought, well, wait, those are fantastic, but it's just, it, it doesn't suit me uh, per se. And uh, wh- what is missing here? So I just realized that, well, my mindset is what's missing, you know, because before I did all of those actions, I really didn't sit down and think through about what, why do I want to do this? You know, what is it at the end of the tunnel for me? How do I see myself after doing this? What do I want to gain from doing this? And so from then on, I kind of worked myself through it and uh, created a concept and a lifestyle that works for me, you know. And I thought, well, this is um, probably something that um, I can, you know, inspire people. You know, I can help people with because I've been there myself. So, yeah, it's very Focus on the mindset. That's what I'm promoting a lot with the fancy minimalist. I love that. And I agree. I think that so many people have probably been in those shoes where they took these steps, which are great steps of how to, you know, reduce things in your life. And but if they aren't putting these deeper practices in place, then they're just going to find themselves in the same situation or worse. So I love that you're doing that. I promote the mindset works by, you know, you find out your why and then you find out what your vision is. And the last thing, then you create a system that works for you, you know, because we're all different and the system that works for me might not work for you and vice versa. So um, you need to focus on yourself. I normally, you know, start with these three big questions and just enjoy the ride afterwards. So it's actually really not all complicated because people thought, ah, minimalism is not for me because I need to be rich so then I can buy just really expensive, best quality stuff. It's it's not like that. Or ah, minimalism is too restricting. And, you know, because at the end of the day, what I want to promote, my end goal of all this is that each of us can have a sustainable contentment in every important aspects of our lives. That is what fancy for me, you know? <laughs> That's why I call it a fancy minimalist because I love that. people was people was like, oh, what is the fancy minimalist? So your group is like those rich people who just <laughs> buy designer stuff. <laughs> I said, actually, it's, it's really not that. It's, it's really come down to the basic 
you know, when I realized, I mean, I'm 41. And when I was younger, I didn't really think about, you know, like what my purpose and my purpose in life is or what do I want to do with my life or how can I impact people or how can I contribute to the world? You know, it, it wasn't like that. But as I grew older, what I realized is that, you know, you can't, you can't have whatever you want to have or you can have, I don't know, what's fancy for you is different than what's fancy for everybody else. But are you content? You know, that was the question that I always like, are you content? And it's not only with your work your relationship or your interpersonal uh, relationship with other people or um, yourself, you know, what you have and how you live your life. And, you know, it's it's all actually really, you know, when you dig deeper, it's, it's really more than decluttering. Right. <laughs> no, I love that. Cause, and I think that that isn't a message that a lot of people will hear. They just think about the clutter first. So I love that so much. And I know that when you were 22, you had a moment in your life when you were also about contentment and and valuing yourself and figuring out what you want. Yes, that's right. Can you share about that? Yeah, sure. So um, I was uh, young. (laughs) Okay, dark 22. (laughs) And um, I met a guy and he was a very fantastic human being that happened to be, um, you know, pretty well off. So we were together for quite a long time, actually. And then I thought, hmm, now my life is actually, it's already all figured out. Because, you know, I imagine all of the future that I'm going to have with him. And um, during those years of relationship, then um, I realized that, well, I wasn't really happy because that wasn't that kind of relationship that I kind of envisioned to have. And it was really difficult to just, you know, um cut it off yeah. <laughs> you know and then just because you're young and you're in love and uh, you know you are like being spoiled and you know you're kind of like oh my life is going to you know like it's going to be an amazing life and I don't probably have to do things you know it's not like I didn't work at that time I work but then I thought hmm, when we're so pretty well off then I can really just do whatever I feel like like doing charity and doing this project and the next project you know so I thought like everything is already figured outable. And uh, then I felt like, dang, it was, it's, it's nothing like I envisioned. So there was really the time when I realized that, do you want to continue doing this, being in a relationship um, that doesn't really fulfill you, or you wanted to go out out there, really listen to yourself and what's really matter to you, what's important to you. But outside, outside out there, it's a jungle. You don't know how your life is going to be. You don't know what kind of men you're going to meet. And, you know, all of those things, you have to understand this is from an Indonesian perspective. Right. <laughs> yeah. So like, as a 22, as a I was like, hmm, well, now I um, have to figure out things for myself. But I, <laughs> I was, I thought, well, you know, what scared me the most at that time before I decided to really just leave um, was because, I didn't want to be in the same spot in the next five years and still feeling like I was feeling, you know. Mm. I thought there was really more to life and um, it was scary, but I think it's really worth the shot, you know. So um, it was really one of the most um, profound experience, the first ever that I, I had on my younger years to just really, whoa, okay, actually, I got it. 
uh, if I really put myself into it, if I really put my mind into something, I, I can do this, you know. I am self-sufficient. I don't have to depend on anybody else. I really can just do the shit that I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's really kind of boosts my self-worth and self-confidence because knowing that actually whatever happened, I can't really do things by myself. And um, it was, I think, without that experience, probably I also wouldn't be here. Maybe I would be, I don't know where I would be right now, yeah. actually. Maybe in Australia. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But I bet you would, if you were hadn't ever made that decision and you stayed where you were, you probably would always have this feeling inside of you that you were longing for something more or that you had kind of said no to certain parts of yourself that you should have said yes to. Yeah, definitely. Because at that time, um, you know, it was also kind of cemented my basic relationship with money mm. because, you know, we, my friends and I, were like joking, like um, people that say that money don't buy happiness actually don't know where to shop. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, nah, mm -mm -mm. I was 22 and I know for sure that money didn't buy happiness. <laughs> it could buy you temporary happiness, but because I mean, I was really well off. I didn't even to technically work. I, I, my life was, I was living like a princess in Indonesia, yeah. you know, <laughs> I was like, I don't have to, I didn't have to think about anything else. And, um, I'm flying there, flying there, having nice holidays and this and that. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, well, and, you know, technically it's, it, it doesn't, it didn't change me. And that was what cemented me that I thought, okay, I actually have this kind of relationship with money, which really useful, you know, growing up, up to now. Yeah. So it's like, mm -mm. No, it, it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter. Um, it, it's not, it's not gonna really, it all goes back to the contentment, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm so thankful that you did take that chance on yourself. And yes. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> well, and it was your birthday very recently, which also I'm so jealous because you went to Tuscany. <laughs> yes yes it was beautiful it was really really beautiful time yes oh I'm just so glad you did that because I know that's just a crazy year so I'm glad that you were able to get away and do that and yeah, you, absolutely you wrote this beautiful Facebook post you're an amazing writer you write your posts are just <laughs> so it's true like you're just gifted with words and girl <laughs> I'm a, this is, I tell everyone this and this is true. I am a horrible liar. So if I didn't think that was true, then I just wouldn't have mentioned it. Okay. <laughs> but one thing oh, that I love you. that you wrote was you, in it, you talked about how you're so thankful that you grew up in a home with such supportive parents that mm. just empowered you to do what you want to do and how even mm -hmm. when you moved out, you moved out as an unmarried woman, which wasn't customary mm. At that in that mm -mm. generation in Indonesia, and so I would just love to hear more about how having them as parents really shaped you to who you are today. Mm. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I have to say that I'm I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky because uh, my parents are so open minded, and what 
is very important is I think that they didn't treat us, me and my sister, I have a sister, and they didn't treat us like children. So they really treated us like adults already, even when we were still very young. So they really just support whatever it is that we set our minds to do. And I remember when I was in um, high school, I sometimes, you know, I have a lot of extra things outside school and that requires me to come home like around 10, 11 uh, in the evening. And my parents were very cool about that. And in my generations, I think when I look at all my friends, I was probably (laughs) one of the few who were allowed to do that because in Indonesia at that point, it was, um, you know, no, you are kind of um, you go to school you find a job you do a lot of housework since you were a kid well you were taught to do so so then you can find a nice husband (laughs) and be a great mother and and there's really nothing wrong with all that because um, my sister is a great mother by the way and um, but those things really boost my self-confident in me And my late mom, um, she was always uh, being a very positive person. So they knew that I will messed up. (laughs) And I messed up a lot. (laughs) Oh, my God, all of the craziness I do. (laughs) But but they knew that um, I will learn from that. And I will be better from that. I will. They know that I really... Um, honored they trust and that I really honored their support and it made me very independent and sometimes very stubborn because you know they were like okay yeah just do your stuff and um, but being uh, growing up in the environment where it doesn't necessarily have to be your parents but I mean if you have friends or if you have partners that really just lifts you up, you know, that challenge you to be the best you can be and just really supported you um, respecting your decisions for whatever your mindset to do and not afraid and be there for you when you messed up. I mean, those are one of the most luxury things ever that you can have. So this has really empowered me as an Indonesian woman and it also didn't make me you know, kind of scared to voice my thoughts or to just say what I feel like, what I don't like, what I expect from people or not. And it, you know, it was, it needed some time to be able to do that because in Indonesia, it's kind of, hmm, (laughs) you know, so it's not really common. Um, Nowadays, of course it is, but at that time in my generation, it wasn't. And by the time I wanted to move out, you know, being unmarried and all, and I already wanted to move out. And I can remember that all of my neighbors, like, you know, the mothers of my friends, like, oh, don't you, aren't you afraid that your girl is going to, you know? <laughs> and my parents were really cool about it because they really trusted my decision. And it was really one of the best, just one of the best um, experience that I have in my life. And, um, yeah, so um, it's it's made me also um funny enough um doing kind of the same to people that i know you know i'm not the if sometimes also i would 
say that because even if a friend of mine is saying something like, um, I want to, I want to build a business. I was like, yeah, go for it. You know, <laughs> it's not like, hmm, what kind of business do you, or, <laughs> yeah, sure. do you know that, uh, do you know that this building business is hard? How much money you have? Do you know that you're going to make it? Or, you know, it's sometimes even before they, they finish saying what they want to say, I was like, yeah, just do it. You know? So it, it really, it makes me feel like I, I had all of this advantage growing up with those kind of belief and those kind of support that I and those kind of love that it, it shaped me as who I am at the moment as well, reacting to other people, really just supporting other people and really believing the best of other people because I really believe that all of us, we, we have our geniuses that we can share with the world. So, Yeah. <laughs> I completely agree. And I think that is something that is so needed always Mm -hmm. for everyone, but especially women. You know, I think that Mm -hmm. there's so much in our lives that tell us the opposite. So I, I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I really, I, I really believe in that. Um, And especially I know what you say. I know what you mean um, for us women, because whether we like it or not, sometimes we're really just trying to take care of, you know, other people more than ourselves <laughs> and um uh it's yeah it's 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 really empowering to be able to kind of support one another and um you know have okay i know that maybe okay my husband doesn't understand my business but i have that best friend <laughs> you know <laughs> that business best friend yes. i've never met <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I um yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all need to have that group of people around us, whatever whatever the relationship is that they are yeah supporting you. Because if you don't, if you have all these people telling you no or making you doubt yourself, it's just crazy mm. what, what the trajectory of that life looks like mm. versus one where you are supported and I mean mm. you growing up into who you are today is a perfect example of that yeah yeah definitely definitely that's yeah well with everything agree. that you've experienced and learned what are some of the top mindsets that you value for yourself and try to share others try to mindfully think and act from a place of abundance you know because it's, I really believe that when we set our minds to do something, especially as women, well, men or women, but especially as women with whatever it is that's going on with our lives, the crazy husband with the crazy kids and the crazy dogs or whatever you have, or your stinky laundry or (laughs) whatever appointment you have, um, we can do it. And um, sometimes you get the feeling that probably oh um you know uh it's not enough i don't have enough or i cannot do this because i don't have enough resources or um you know all of those things that make you you know when you operate from a place of lack thinking that you always needed this for something you always need that for something in reality sure you kind of needed you know whatever it is that you're trying to do for example you uh, need support from your husband you need um whatever it is that uh, you probably need but at the end of the day um you know you it's it's really plenty for everybody you know what i mean so um if you really think that especially it's going back again with the contentment thing that i said earlier that um 
if we always think that we need more and more and more and not really going back and just sit back and lay back a bit and just think, well, actually, I practically have everything that I need at the moment and whatever that I might need later will come to me as long as I put my mind to it, as long as I put work for it, work smartly, work diligently and focus on the ball. It's it's just really, it's going to come, you know. So this this abundant things, I, I'm I'm a very big believer of it. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. I think that's such great advice. And um, yeah, yeah. Well, at least that what I'm I'm trying to do. That's I'm trying to really mindfully think and always act from a place of abundance. So, you know, Germany has shitty weather. <laughs> <laughs> And how is kind of man, you know, and sometimes and just just before just yesterday I came back home from work, my day job, and then it was raining and it was it was just not nice and you know, and I started to hear myself complaining. It's like ah, the shit weather and, and all these things and then you know there's a voice on the back of my head like woman you really have everything you need basically and then you complain about the shitty weather <laughs> you have like two months of beautiful not two months two weeks of beautiful sun from tuscany and then one day it's raining you complain <laughs> and then you can go home and make tea and you know sometimes all of those this little little thing you know or when you wake up or when i wake up and like oh do i really have to go to work today you know, yeah. and then behind closed doors, I was like, hmm, I really want to help people. I want to help more people. Whom should I help? Whom should I help? And then actually at work with my job, I'm helping a lot of people. So, um, well, I work at a, like a fashion house and sometimes I do facial merchandise and uh, mostly I also help people with styling and, you know, and I, I get really great connection with people and I'm actually really helping them seeing uh, that they love the outfits that I put together for them it's like you know seeing smile and everything it's just such a little thing Mm -hmm. but I'm helping people and then I feel reluctant to go to work I mean like sometimes I would I love to smack my head and myself in the head because I was like <laughs> you know, so yeah, I, I really believe that um when you just train yourself to think and um act from a place of abundance, always feel grateful. Just really, you know, right. try to be grateful, whatever it is, no matter how bad your day is or how shitty your life at that moment might be. It could be also just a shitty day, but it's not a shitty life. You know? Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's so true. And it just mm-hmm. goes into your perspective of everything, you know? If you, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, how can people connect <laughs> with you? I think that after hearing this episode, some people are going to want to connect with you. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, they would be like, I know, that's great. Just check. <laughs> just leave her alone. <laughs> and your friend would be like, why are you inviting her? <laughs> nope. That's not true. <laughs> um, well, uh, I'm on Facebook. The um, Fancy Minimalist is also on Instagram. So just go to Instagram and fancy.minimalist or you can also add me personally on Facebook. I'm Yvonne Evelyn. Or we also have this fantastic Facebook group, uh, <laughs> The Fancy Minimalist, where, um, you know, there 
ah, you're also coming this month. So <laughs> this group, I um, I would love to have people that I know share their zone of geniuses. So um, there's always a different topic every month. And um, this month's topic is mind clutter. And she is also coming to do a live masterclass. I'm so excited for it. I'm so excited. So, yeah. Yeah, the group is the fancy minimalist or just simply, you know, go to the website, see if you like it. And um, there's all these buttons where you can click, where you can connect with me or just write me personally, just whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Just go there and have fun and see if if you can relate to it. Then I would love, 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 love to expand my network, of course, to meet beautiful gorgeous souls just like you are well and i can again speak from personal experience that anyone that connects with you will just be thankful that they did because you're just (laughs) so great and such a giving person and that's just evident very quickly so no thank you love thank you so much i really appreciate it (laughs) well for the final question what is Mm. one of your favorite qualities about yourself and how do you live that out be silly (laughs) (laughs) no um don't take life too seriously i mean i know it's sometimes you know when you think about life it's like oh it's so complicated (laughs) you know and um the, the world is already crazy as it is, you know, especially this year, everything's changing like I've, I've never experienced before. And it's, it's too much. It's just too much. And we're only, really only live here once. And I think, I mean, I actually kind of got this from my husband, more or less. Well, I'm, I'm a silly person. It's, I'm clumsy, I'm silly, I'm 41. It doesn't change much in that department. I love to laugh about myself a lot because, um, uh, I mean, you know, try to have some humor um, in life. And just what I feel is that um, what I know apart from that, that I always have and that I always do is um, I actually believe in people. I believe that every one of us uh, special. We're just people. We're just the same it doesn't matter what your skin color is. It doesn't matter what your job is. It doesn't matter where you come from. We're the exact same inhabitants in this world. And, um, you know, we just need to love each other and, and share our compassion to one another. And I think I really, I really believe that uh, the world could be a better place if we just put more trust in people, you know. I also, I think I got it from my late mom because she's really big in helping people and she has, she basically know everybody. And, and <laughs> if you go to a, you know, like a traditional market and in Indonesia um, and everybody would be like, and everybody calls her mom, mm. you know, those guys who sell fishes or those guys who sells like yeah, fresh vegetables and they're always like call her mom. And she's really set an example of me of how generosity and trust in people and compassion um, can do a lot, a lot difference in your life. So except for that, <laughs> being silly, <laughs> don't take life too seriously and just be kind. Yes, you know? I love it. Just give, 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 give. <laughs> I love that. And yeah, yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, well, I'm so thankful for you being on the episode. And I look forward to one day when international travel is a thing again. And I can come yes. and visit you in Germany. Oh, you're always welcome, girl. I'm going to get you to Oktoberfest and make you drunk. Yeah. <laughs> October 2021, it's a date. <laughs> you know what Oktoberfest is, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We celebrate yeah, that here, too. About it. <laughs> yes. It was, it was so crazy because I came from Indonesia and alcohol was actually, well, you know, it's not banned, but it's, it's also not really openly promoted either. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And then I came to Germany and then there's this festival called Oktoberfest. And then, you know, where people just come from every part of the world just to get drunk <laughs> it was something that was so funny to me i mean you go with an early train at six and everybody was already drinking beer and stuff and it's like man <laughs> but um no it's 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 really really fun so i'm, I'm probably gonna take it <laughs> first lesson of being a german yes there you to go. Germany. <laughs> this is german culture you know? <laughs> but yeah visit me visit me i also would love to visit the states yes oh my goodness let's hope that everything is going to get better and yes yeah. yes just I'm... wear your mask people wear oh your yes mask. <laughs> oh yes everywhere wear your mask wash your hands socially distance exactly that wraps up today's episode of the Courageous Worth podcast with me, your host, Ashley Baxter. If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd love for you to leave a five-star rating and review of the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Doing so makes a big impact in this show's message reaching more people. Also, did you know that there's a video version of this episode? Well, there is. Just head over to theashleybaxter.com backslash blog to find it, as well as show notes for this episode. I'm so thankful for you, and I'd love to continue building a relationship with you. So please connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok at The Ashley Baxter. If this particular episode was very impactful to you, please share a screenshot of it on your social media and tag me. Until next time, remember, you are valuable and desperately needed in this world.